Welcome to our second episode of Extreme Faith Podcast, brought to you by We Will Go Ministries. Our show is basically entitled, What God Showed Me. Uh, as uh, many of you know, and some of you don't, uh, we moved out here from California about 2012, my wife and I. Uh, we were thinking about moving to three different cities in mind. We were thinking about Arlington, uh, Virginia, or Virginia Beach, or Charlotte, and once we arrived in Charlotte, within a few months, uh, we were asked to host a TV, a gospel TV show, and and we were exploring the city, and we found out they were full of Christian resources. I mean, I didn't even realize it was the home of Billy Graham Association and uh, Jars Ministries. Uh, Jars is a ministry; they trans, they're Bible translators. Uh, they do different Bibles, languages, same as Whitecliff Bible. Uh, they do translating of different Bibles. And for more than 70 years, Whitecliff has helped people around the world to translate Bibles and into their own languages. And we also help with language development, literacy, and other spiritual and physical needs. So these are wonderful organizations that we found out that were in, in, um, in Charlotte. And one of them that uh, we became kind of close to was um, the Christians in, uh, in ministry, SIM. They call it Serving in Ministry. Um, you may know the organization by a different name because it's been around for about 100 years. I mean, it started off in Sudan in ministry. Uh, but they basically, you know who they are, I mean, even if you um, don't know the name, Sim. But you remember when those doctors came back uh, from uh, Africa with Ebola. And uh, they, they came to Charlotte. Well, those were two doctors that worked with the uh, Sim organization here in Charlotte. So... Uh, basically, it's a great sending organization. They send people all over the world uh, to fulfill the great commission of Christ, uh, as we spoke about so many times. And you're going to hear that that term a lot in my podcast. Uh, the great commission is chapter 28 and verse 18 and 20, where Christ tells us to go and preach into all the nations. So, Jack and I, we have, you know, so we've been around the world, you know, different countries in the past. I mean, we've been to Egypt and. Dubai and you know Rome, so we've done a lot of things in ministry. But it usually was Jackie O'Kelly Music Ministries. I was basically a part of the ministries. I was uh, when it came, I was her manager. And then uh, one day, I said, not long ago, Jackie was worshiping at a at an organization. She uh, she led worship at an African Americans and Missions Conference. And then uh, I was completely taken back by the knowledge of this group had about missionary work, and I was kind of fascinated. I you know, being a Christian, I don't know how many people, I'm sure a lot of people have, but I never really knew that what the Great Commission meant. I mean, I just never knew. I didn't. I knew, I've read that maybe hundreds of times in Matthew about the Lord telling us to do that, but I didn't know that that's what everybody called the Great Commission. And uh, so we decided to go, Jackie, she was asked or invited to sing at the African American, or lead worship at the African American Missions Conference in Baltimore. And I was just really impressed and I heard things about them, you know, how people, there's like billions of people that don't, have never heard the, the name of Christ, never heard about Christ. And I was kind of fascinated with that because I thought everybody heard about Jesus by now. But there's a whole bunch of people that just don't know about Christ. And so the Great Commission, like again, I, I read it again, that Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. And this is Matthew Chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them, name, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I command you. 
And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end. We're supposed to do this. We cannot just sit idle. We can't. We're supposed to be out to making disciples of people. That is a that is a call to every Christian in this world. It's not just upon a, a very few. I mean, we're all. Paul even said, "Do the work of an evangelist." We're all our evangelists now. I want to give you a few facts. I'm going to, you know, again, I told you I was going to do a lot of data. So, and some of the things you might hear over and over again, uh, but. But it's good, I mean, to, to really understand what, what it really looks like. What is the lay of the land, so to speak? You know, thousands of people every day go, they slip away into a Christless eternity. Thousands of people. Approximately 7 billion people in the world and 2.5 say that they're Christians. At least 4.5 that say that they are not Christians or they're either Muslims or Hindus or Buddha. But the bottom line, and some of them are Americans that say they're not Christians. Unreached means that people do not contain a community of evangelical Christians with adequate numbers and resources to spread the gospel of the, uh, the gospel to any of their groups. Engaged means no church or organization is actively working with that to spread that group to spread the gospel. In other words, of these 1.5 billion unreached and unengaged people. Almost every individual within them is born, lives, and dies without ever hearing the gospel. Even worse, almost no one is doing anything to change the situation. This was astounding to me. That there's so many people that are dying. If we're Christians, and we're Christians, we're the richest country in the world. And we're not concerned about bringing anybody else to Christ that don't have... I mean, if, you've got, if you really... You need to go to a third world country to see poverty. I used to work at, I was a community development corporation director, got some, I got national awards for what I did. But the thing, the thing, when I went to Egypt and I saw a trash city in Egypt, I could, it was hard for me to come back to work in Fresno to talk, to help poor people in the community when I saw real poverty, where people didn't, I mean, they, they lived, they, they lived in a city called Trash City. There were, and there's so many unreached Unengaged people, the 86% of all unreached uh, groups, they lie in that 1040 window, which is in the west coast of Africa, in Middle East, and in Asia. 90% of the foreign missionaries work among the already reached people. This is Now, this is another very interesting statistic. 90% of all evangelists and missionaries, they work in the already people that have been reached with Jesus Christ. And only 10% work among the unreached people. And that should, I mean, it should at least be 50-50 or 60-40 to the unreached or 70. I mean, we, we got so much work to do. And that's the come I just couldn't keep quiet. I have to do something. The podcast is the first thing. You know, I want to move on to radio. Eventually move on to TV. Because we really have to bring this word out and tell everybody. Of all the Christian funding, 1% goes to the work among the unreached and unengaged. Only 1% of all the Christian, with 98% of the money people make and Christians make, they spend on themselves. Of the money that they do give to the church, only 1% of that goes to the people that are unreached and unengaged. Christians make up 33% of the world's population, but receives 53% of the world's annual income and spends 98% of it on themselves. Let me say that. Let me give you those statistics again. That came from the the Barrett and Johnson uh, group report. Christians make up to thirty three percent of the world's population, but receive fifty three percent of the world's annual income. They make the most money, 
and spend 98% of it on themselves. With this information about missions, and since the fire was lit in me at the Christian Missions Conference, I wanted to investigate this purely. And I learn new things every day. It's just amazing the facts that you can find through interviews of missionary veterans and and the field material that's out there. I mean, it's out there. It's just someone needs to pull it all together. And I and, and I'm praying God gives me the knowledge and the and the and the support to be able to do that to you know light the fire in other people. There are 22 percent. This is African American community. Let me let's just talk about that for a minute. There are 22 million African Americans that identify themselves as Christians. But less than 300 of them serve cross-cultural missions. Blacks make up less than 1% of the total U.S. missionaries. We don't get out and about. And, you know, there's, and there, there's kind of conversations of why that is. I mean, so for so many years we were just trying to, you know, get us get ourselves together, the civil rights, and you know, through slavery, and all. so that there's a lot of reasons why. But now that we're starting to come to the knowledge, and we have the resources, we're not supposed to forget these things, folks. This is real serious stuff. This is stuff that's really uh, there, you know. God, we're on the line for this stuff, America. We're really on the line for this stuff. I mean, because we are the richest country in the world. And there's people that are dying every day that's not hearing about Jesus Christ. And we're doing absolutely nothing about it. Not, not, not everybody. There are people out there that really are serving God and really want to get the word out and everything like that. But let me tell you, they're few and far between. Let's face it. I mean, how many people, like, again, and we're going to talk about that later on in another show, how many people read the Bible? How many people really pray? How many people witness and testify? I mean, you know, we, you know, we just don't do it. It's not, it's not a big, you know, that's... That's secondary. I also want to say that God calls us to declare the gospel far beyond our own community. God calls us to practice what people have termed as global evangelism. To be a witness even to the ends of the earth. This is God's plan from the beginning. That we're supposed to be out and about from the beginning of now. The Lord said it to Abraham. Okay, now I'm going to give you some scriptures about this. This is in Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto the land which I will show thee, and I will make thee a great nation and will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse thee that curses you, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Get thee out. It's always about getting out and about. It ain't about being at the house. It's always about getting out and about. The promise of Abraham, known as the, uh, the, 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 the covenant from Abraham, for Abraham, is repented, is repeated many times in the Bible. Paul was instrumental in, in explaining how God not only called the Jews to believe in Jesus Christ, but also the Gentiles. This also was very fascinating to me. God called the Jewish scholar someone that knew the Jewish law and had no very little dealings with the Gentiles to be called to go and preach the gospel to the Gentiles, as Paul was. He got Paul out of his comfort zone. The African American church needs to be put out of their comfort zone. We have to not be so comfortable about 
being sociable within the church, which is important. I'm not trying to say it's not important. But we need to really have our priorities straight. I mean, we all do. Not just the African-American churches, but the majority of the churches in America need to have their priorities straight about missions. Everything should be for missions. No matter what you're doing, you, you need, everything needs to be pointing toward missions, about bringing other people in, going to the unreached and the reached. And if you're not suffering persecution, that's a whole other story. All they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Anyway, I can go on and on, and I probably will in another show, talk about the historical overview of the African Americans and missions. Uh, you know, I'd love to do that, you know, to kind of get, you know, people to know what's going on in the African American. You know, there's a couple of people that I've met in, in my travels, uh, one sister named Colleen Damon. Uh, she's, she did a, uh, her, um, her dissertation her, for a doctoral degree is a, about uh, the African Americans and missions, and so I'm, I'm kind of waiting on that to get out where I can, she's giving me some tidbits and stuff, but I want to wait on that to get out where I can really uh, give you all that information in one of the podcasts. Uh, but, you know, the bottom line is, he says, you know, we basically have to deal with the Great Commission. We have to be a part of that. And uh, this is what I, you know, there's a lot of people that are not, and, and we also want to make sure that we pray for the mission groups. And we got, you know, got to get involved with mission groups and support mission groups financially also. So, so important. There's a lot to be said. There's a lot of learning. It took me a while to start really gathering all this information. I'm really excited about it, and I want to pass it on to you. And I'd like to make sure that you know that, you know, that, that, you know, Jesus Christ is concerned about you. I mean, you know, we, we have to repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. I mean, the, we have to turn around and, and, and really understand that we, we're supposed to be out there telling people about Jesus. We're not supposed to be keeping quiet. We're not just not, it's not, I'm just letting my light shine. We can't do that. It's not about you. You have to say something. Your mouth has to open. And you have to tell people about Jesus Christ. And so I, what I want to do is this. I know that some of you feel the tugging on your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I know that you know that you haven't been doing the right thing. That you haven't been keeping the commandments of God. You haven't been walking uprightly. I want to pray with you at the end of this show here. And I want you to say this prayer with me. If you feel led. If you want to become a Christian. If you said, Lord, I want to change completely. And I want to do it, I want to do it right. I don't want to do it wrong no more. I'm tired of doing it wrong. I want to do it right. I want you to pray with me and repeat this prayer. My Lord and my God. Have mercy on my soul a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. I believe Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood for the remission of my sins. I believe he ascended to the right hand of the Father where he makes intercession for my sins this day. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my sins away. Lord, I accept you by faith into my heart. I thank you for saving my soul in the name of Jesus. And if you said that prayer and you believe it, just start praising and thanking God. And, and ask God to direct you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church of His choice. You know, it's so important to know that you do not want to waste your life. Don't waste your life. 
God has a purpose for each and every one of us. We just have to discover and find our purpose. And it's so important that we at least seek it. We have to seek it. The Bible says, seek and you shall find. So without further ado, I'll let Jackie take us off with another song. And I really appreciate you guys tuning in. And we'll talk to you next time. God bless. comes to mind He was there all the time Lord I want you to know that I am grateful in every way That's why this longing in my heart keeps getting stronger every day through every trial and experience My love for you is serious Since you have shown me the way I want to grow stronger
Strong.